Welcome to the Personal Project Podcast. This is a personal development podcast where I, Katie Arrington, discuss my personal project, me. (laughs) I'm an artist and life coach, and I struggled with anxiety, depression, insecurities, self-loathing, procrastination, and so much more. This podcast is my weekly update on what I'm doing to create a better life for myself. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the procrastinate. No, wait, what is it? No, the Personal Project Podcast. Okay, so holy crap, episode 24. We are almost halfway to 50. Like, what the hell? Oh my god, we're almost at 25. That's so crazy. And as somebody who like procrastinated their dreams away, this is crazy to me. I'm so excited to get to 25. And then I'm so excited to get to 50. And then I'm so excited about what else I'm going to be creating in the future. So happy December, everyone, and happy, happy holidays. I hope you're going to have a very, very wonderful holiday, whatever you decide wonderful is. If it's relaxing and no fluff and you don't even realize it's Christmas, or if it's big and rambunctious and surrounded by family, I hope it is whatever you want it to be. Um, If your goal this month is to really relax and rejuvenate, I hope you take that very seriously and focus on doing the things that really nourish you so that you can start the new year completely and totally refreshed. If you're like me and December is like any other month right now, awesome, let's do this guys. Because what we do this month is really what's going to determine what happens in 2019. So I really, really wanna offer you to get on the phone with me because I wanna help you make sure that 2019 is gonna be your freaking best year ever. You know, like we say that every year, but this time, if you, I can really, really help with that. Like that is my mission. And I want to be coaching as many people as possible because I am getting my uh, certificate soon as a certified coach, even though that piece of paper really doesn't mean anything, but I'm making it mean that, uh, you know, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do. Okay, on to the episode. All right, guys. Oh my God, I'm really excited about this episode because I think this really helped me um, with my, my thoughts around procrastination. Okay, so you know my poison by now, right? It's YouTube videos. Like going down these rabbit holes of videos and recommended and related and the unending vortex I can go down in, just video after video after video. If something is on my calendar, I'm quite good at following through on it. Like I can get it done and the work is done. What I've been struggling with is procrastinating on sleep. The urge is just really, really strong for me at night. Um, I see it on the calendar for me that what when my bedtime is, but my brain is in this place of lack and scarcity that I'm not going to have, you know, another free time and I'm kind of feeling really addicted to like, how I feel when I'm watching these videos. It's just like, oh my God, I'm so entertained, you know? And I feel like I have to watch these videos. And that really matters to me because I really like to have a consistent sleep schedule because that can mess up my mornings quite a bit if I'm sleeping quite late. Because if I'm tired, I'm tempted to sleep in and then I end up having to kind of compromise on my very crucial morning routine that I use to maintain and take care of my mental health. Like it's so ridiculously clear to me 
Um, the difference of my day when I had a morning routine or like when I followed my morning routine and when I didn't. It's just night and day. It's so much better when I take the time and commit to what I plan to do in the morning, which is all of my self-coaching, all of the things that I do to essentially like start my day right. And also consuming like positive media, I guess. Anyway, that urge to watch videos past my bedtime is very strong. And I talk about this analogy that I'm going to share with you in a bit with my current clients. But if you've heard this and if you've heard this before, I'm going to go deeper into it. So please stick around. So an urge is created because we have a thought like, I want it or I need it, right? So this is why we feel deprived when we don't get whatever we desire. But think about, let's say, someone who doesn't drink at all and compared to someone who is an alcoholic. The person that doesn't drink doesn't ever feel deprived, right? Because they aren't having thoughts like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I need it. They're just like, they're, well, one, they don't even think about it, right? They're just like, nah, I don't want it. Like, it's not even a, it's not even a question. They just don't think about it. Like, if a waiter, like, if they're at dinner and a waiter asks them, do they want, like, you know, Chardonnay or do they want, like, a beer or something, they don't, it's like not even a worry for them. Whereas, like, an alcoholic who's trying to quit or something like that, right, they would be worried and worried and worried about, the moment when they're when the waiter is going to ask something like that this is kind of where we want to get to with procrastination of any kind it's kind of just like yeah i i don't want to procrastinate it just it just sucks way more to do that but in the beginning though the thoughts like i want it like i need it it's a little bit ingrained because our brains when it comes to alcohol, when it comes to sugar, when it comes to Facebook, YouTube, all this kind of stuff, it's it's this dopamine concentration, right? It's it's our society took something that was normal in the wild, like at a low dose in the wild, and then we took it and we really concentrated it. So it's kind of ingrained in our mind because our brains think that these things are so much more important than they really are. Like our brains think that our survival is dependent on it because we get this huge dopamine rush. And so our brains are like, oh man, we need it, we need it, I want it. So, and that thought, I want it, is gonna create an urge. So we may not be able to do anything in that moment about the urge, but we do have a choice about whether to act on it or not. So imagine an urge to procrastinate is kind of like a toddler screaming for candy at the store. We don't really want to give it candy, but he's screaming like at the top of his lungs for it. And it's so uncomfortable that sometimes we give in, right? Sometimes we kind of give it, sometimes we don't. But what does the toddler learn? It learns that screaming is how he gets rewarded. So he's going to be screaming every single time we go to the grocery store. If we decided just to allow the discomfort and let the toddler scream, eventually they will learn that no matter what they do, they will not get candy. And they will stop screaming because that's a lot of energy to spend for no reward. 
However, we're going to have to be willing to be uncomfortable, right? We're going to have to be willing to feel an urge and allow it. So this idea hit me even harder today. So I mentioned that I'm currently living with my family, like in the same kind of um, homestay. And my cousin and her husband has a daughter, my niece. She's really cute and she has this super high-pitched sounding voice. Like it's quite high-pitched even for her age. She's about like, I don't know, maybe four or five. Anyway, she is a fucking screamer. Seriously, the slightest thing that she wants, she will scream for it. When she's angry, she screams. And when she's sad, she screams. Like, you know, in any possible scenario that she can get something, like if she wants something, she will scream. For candy, for her mom, for her shoes, for a toy. And of course, my cousin and her husband, my mom, my aunt, like everyone, her brothers, you know, everyone in my family, everyone does everything to calm her down, right? Like, like she's always got junk food in her, in her hands so that she's always satiated and doesn't scream. And all I can think about when everyone coddles her is what a disservice that they're doing to her. Like the poor thing is really learning that in order to get what she wants, like even the smallest freaking thing, she has to hurt herself immensely. And that the slightest discomfort needs to be satisfied immediately. So imagine like one day if hurting herself, screaming and throwing a tantrum doesn't get her what she wants. Like what is she going to do then? I feel like her brain is going to explode. And she's going to be taking this into adulthood, you know? And But I mean, I know for sure that it's this similar stuff that I'm undoing within myself today, right? As an adult. And I don't even think I screamed as much as she did when I was a kid. So this is no one's fault, of course, right? This is just what happens when nobody is taught that you don't die from discomfort. She's not going to die if she doesn't get candy. And my cousin isn't going to die if in the discomfort of her daughter screaming, right? Like she's maybe kind of embarrassed and don't want other people to get bothered. So that's kind of uncomfortable for her too. And she's kind of like not also willing to just like, yep, let her daughter do her thing, right? But anyway, like overall, I just, I feel bad for my niece. Like that really sucks to not be able to handle a single ounce of discomfort. And, and her go-to technique is to scream her head off and cry. Like that is so exhausting and seems like such a tiring and painful existence. So I think about my urge in myself like I think about my niece. It's such a disservice to the little screaming toddler in me to satisfy that urge. Like I kind of imagine that it's like a younger version of myself. And I always think about like honoring my past self the past self that like was in so much pain, like really insecure and just was so not comfortable in her own skin. And I just think about her and then how much I, I want to honor her and, you know, satisfying these urges is not honoring her. So I want to allow those urges to be there. She'll get stronger, I guess, and she'll learn that she's totally fine. She's going to survive without seeing Ariana Grande's Shadiest Moments Part 5, you know? 
And I guess for me is that I, I know personally that I want to be a parent one day. And so this is for me practice ahead of time for that teaching or that that kind of lesson, I guess, to a child. Like I imagine the child in me and I, I'm not going to, it's a disservice to that child in me to satiate it. Anyway, I hope this analogy helps. I feel like it's already helped me a lot. Um, and please let me know what you think, what you took away, what were your epiphanies. You know, I, I love hearing about that stuff. I think that stuff is great. I, and also, I'm always sharing my epiphanies. I'd love to hear about yours. Um, another update, though, is um, in the last podcast, I talked about how I want to start looking for my own place so I can really, you know, um, bring success into my life and make that normal. And oh my god, I found the perfect place. Like seriously amazing. I went yesterday, I think yeah, yesterday on Sunday. I saw maybe like six places in total. I was like not really happy with most of them, but then one of them was seriously amazingly perfect. And I've been saying to myself every day for the last two and a half months, the words, I am living in Bali and I have the most beautiful, perfect place. I repeated that to myself every day and I imagined it in my head, I visualized it in my head and I, I mean, I didn't have like super clear details, but I was like, I knew I, it was going to be green and there was going to be banana trees and palm trees and it was going to be like with white walls and there was going to be this this outdoor kitchen and there was a pool. I mean, it's really freaking cool. And also, it was kind of like, um, it was not on purpose. Like, I didn't mean to go to this place. I was looking at all these other places. And on the way to looking for one, I found this one just on the way. Like, I didn't find it online or anything like that. And so we walked past it and we saw it. And I was like, oh, my God oh my god, like, this is, this is it. This is the one that I was imagining. This is the one that, this is that perfect, beautiful place. And, you know, it's a bit more expensive than I thought it was going to, than I expected to pay, but I'm going to make this work. I mean, we were so close to calling it a day, and I decided to look at one more place, and we ran into it, and I just, I just, I just believe it. I just know that that, I was meant to find that. And so anything is possible when you practice believing in something, you guys. Like, you know, I said that over and over and over and over. And I, I imagined myself there. I imagined um, feeling the emotions of, like, finding the place for me. Okay. Well, thank you guys for watching. Um, I really, really appreciate that you listened to the end if you did. Um, if you're listening to this, then you did. Uh, okay, so I'll talk to you in the next podcast. All right, see you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to get some deep, personalized mindset work done, DM me on Instagram or book a free coaching call in the link in the description. You get to relax and get things off your chest in a safe, judgment-free zone. I promise I'm super nice and friendly. If you like my work, you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Illustrates. And if you like success mindset and confidence inspiration, you can follow me at my coaching Instagram at Katie Fucking Arrington. Have a badass day today. Make yourself proud and I'll talk to you next week.